0: Have you ever experienced the problem of not being able to get it up or keep it up, especially when sleeping with a new woman for the first time, or perhaps you've experienced the issue of not being able to last long enough, coming in under five or 10 minutes? If the answer to these questions is yes, then stay tuned for today's video where I'll be going deep into the two primary causes of these issues and also some solutions. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast with your hosts James Marshall and Liam McRae where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity, seduction, dating, lifestyle design, sexuality, psychedelics, you name it. This is the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Problem number one is internet pornography. It's not exactly just porn in and of itself. It's the quality and type and frequency of porn use that really starts to affect a man's libido. I remember my first experience of pornography. It was back in 1996, just to show how old I am. And back in those days, porn was a rare commodity. It was difficult to find. Uh, and if anyone had like a Playboy magazine, it would be passed around until the pages were tattered. One of my buddies somehow got his hands on a dubbed VHS tape of the classic 1970s porn movie, The Jade Pussycat, starring John Holmes, who was a not very buff or handsome, but massively dicked man from the 70s who starred in all of those porns where they used to have pendulous, natural breasts, hairy pussies, and long, bad storylines and funk soundtracks. Those were the days. So I remember us sitting around as a crew and watching that back when porn was kind of a group activity, again, because it was so rare. And then I compare that to the situation that the next generation after me was brought up in. So basically from the advent of decent high-speed internet, obviously porn was one of the first things to pioneer all sorts of technological advancements online. And due to most people having a screen of some sort that they can privately access, especially for young boys, they would come in contact with hardcore pornography of every single type from the age of, you know, 12, 14, 15, 16, or whenever they get the IT deer to go, huh, I'm just going to search sex and see what happens. So there's a big generational change. And I'm actually grateful, even though my 15 year old self would have, you know, been very excited about the prospect of being able to look at thousands of different women doing whatever it is that I could imagine at that time. Luckily, I didn't have this opportunity. And as a result, I got to develop my sexuality not in relationship or separate to pornography. The standard reality is today that most guys have have had far more sexual experiences by themselves with pornography than they have with real life women. And this can lead to a series of issues that eventually mean that the man is not able to get it up when he comes in contact with a real woman. Now, I'm not talking about guys who may have some kind of medical issue or severely overweight or, you know, very old. I've had Experience as a men's coach working with hundreds and thousands of men all around the world of every single demographic And it's reasonably common for me to hear complaints from these guys who are in their 20s or 30s fit healthy guys Who can get erections, right? They get one in the morning They can get one when they're jerking off to porn But when it comes to being in contact with a real-life flesh-and-blood woman, they often struggle, especially On the first or second experience with a woman when they're also feeling nervous. So let's dive a little into why it is that I think porn is so destructive to your personal sex life and ways that you can start to retrain yourself, change the the habits that you have around masturbation, so that you can go from training yourself to be bad in bed, which is what most men do when they're consuming pornography, to using your self-cultivation, your solo cultivation time as training to be excellent in bed. So If we look at the way that most men use pornography, right? So most of us started looking at it, especially for the younger generations when they were very young. And the experience of jerking off is usually one that is done quickly in secrecy with a certain degree of nervousness or shame related to it. And it's very outcome dependent in the sense that the outcome you're going for is to bust a nut, you know, to get off. And so often, The experience of porn is about moving immediately or as quickly as possible to this goal. Now, when you think about this, imagine you are an endurance athlete of some sort. And instead of, you know, training by doing lots and lots of running or working on the treadmill or working on your cardio, building up your your strength and endurance over time, what you did is you just did one quick sprint uh, once a day and then expected to be able to run a marathon later on. It's not going to work because we're training for different types of experiences. So when a guy is jerking off quickly, concerned and worried about whether his mother is going to burst in, right? Because there's inherently a certain type of shame that most people experience to do with their masturbation habits. Maybe they don't feel ashamed when they're being alone, but if someone was to see them or to know about this, you know, or worse still to burst in on you, then this would be a mortifying, shameful experience. So as a result, teenage boys, are whether or not they have a lock on their door, jacking off quickly to lots and lots of images, multiple women, compilations, uh, moving to the most extreme parts of the porn and so on in order to come quickly. So what you're doing there is essentially you are training your physiology, your body, that this is what sex is. Sex for you, because most of your sexual experience is done in front of a screen, is screen in front of you, you know, hunched over, jerking off with a very strong grip, grip really quickly, leading to the outcome of coming quickly. So the first thing that I would ask you to take away from this is that even if you are going to use porn, cause there'll be guys who watch this and go, nope, not interested, I'm a card carrying porn user and I don't care what you say, James, you're not taking that away from me. Okay, I can't take anything away from you. It's your choice. But what I would recommend is that you start to at least adjust your masturbation habits so that even if you are using you know, lots and lots of pornography, that you're at least extending your pleasuring sessions and adjusting some of the ways that you jerk off so that it can shift from being training for quick outcome dependent bad sex to training to be better in bed. So what would that mean? That would mean extending your pleasure time, right? So maybe setting aside proper time, Okay, it's maybe it's going to be with your screen and with your your favorite porn stars. All right, well we can start there, and that you're going to be then cultivating yourself over lengthy periods of time. So you can even set a timer, right? Give yourself twenty minutes, and build yourself up. When you're getting close to a point of no return, take your hands off, take some deep breaths, reset a little bit, then go back into it then you're starting to train yourself to ride the cusp as they say, right? So to build yourself up closer to the point of no return, to be able to figure out exactly where that is for you, right? To be able to modulate and ride that that cusp moment, and then to be able to lower your arousal state enough that you're not gonna tip over the edge, but not so much that you completely lose arousal, right? So if you have some form of, let's say sexual discipline, then you can absolutely view this as training to be better in bed. Another problem with pornography is that it is analogous to junk food sex. So everyone knows that if you were to eat only McDonald's or KFC every day for every meal that you wouldn't survive very long. It would eventually kill you because even though it's kind of inspired by and looks like food it's not really food. It doesn't actually have the nutritional value to keep you alive. It's packed with salt fats and sugars which our primal kind of brains respond very very positively to because back in our hunter-gatherer days those things were hard to find you know salt is very rare in the natural environment Uh, if you would come across a hive of honey you would gorge on all of it because it's a high energy food and you may not come across it for another three weeks when you killed an animal the same thing you would gorge on the fats so our bodies are wired to be to crave these elements of food and so junk food industries pack those elements very low quality versions of those elements into their food, which makes it addictive and keeps people coming back for more. Now, we've all experienced what it feels like to eat junk food and to feel full but not satisfied, right? And if we take that analogy over into porn, when we're using porn a lot, our body wires into that and perceives this as a type of sex, right? So you're you're getting a sexual gratification but not really getting a deep sexual satisfaction faction. But this has the effect of lowering your desire. If you're knocking one out every single day, particularly to the most extreme images that you can find on the internet, then it's very unlikely that you're going to have the fire, the libido, the energy, and the drive to go out there and make real connections with women, to take them on dates, and to lead them uh, smoothly to the bedroom, and then to have amazing sex with them. It is important that you are hungry, right? That your desire is activated if you wanna be a seducer or a great lover. Uh, and if you are constantly blurting, you know, your jizz out into a tissue six times a week, then this is gonna mean that you don't have that energy, that same sexual energy that can be directed into the real world and towards real women. Another issue, is that we can quite easily create fetishes around the specific action of jerking off to porn in front of a computer or a phone. So as I said before, your body will perceive your most common sexual activity as sex. And so if I put myself into odd postures, if I'm jerking off with a particular type of grip at a, at a certain speed and I my sexuality is linked or anchored to the action of watching pornography then this can create this complex where i have fetishized the event itself not so much the actual woman that i'm looking at and so this can lead to you wiring your sexuality in weird ways humans can can become aroused by or create fetishes by almost anything right you've probably seen weird docos on youtube where someone is sexually aroused by a car and you know he's caught in car lots uh, fucking the exhaust pipes of cars because for some reason they managed to anchor their sexuality to this inanimate object we can anchor it to feet to feces to being rolled up in a carpet and trampled on like there's all sorts of wild and wonderful and bizarre fetishes that people have out there but most people on the planet are not fetishists right in the sense that they don't have just one specific niche thing that they need in order to get aroused most people are let's say omnivorous when it comes to their sexual desire you know if you're a man and you're heterosexual you're into women you're probably into a whole bunch of things related to having sex with a women right so whether that's different sex acts or different parts of her body or the sounds she makes Right. there's so much about just the dynamic of man woman having sex that can be powerfully erotic but When you're in this situation, right? You're hunched over and you're holding, you know, on the toilet or whatever, and you're holding your phone. The world that exists for your sexuality right now is absolutely not full body, right? It's not embodied really at all. It doesn't include your sensuality or the interplay of the emotions, of the intent, of the, you know, the energies that you're sharing between you and your partner. It becomes all about your hand, your eyes, and your cock and that's about it all right? now problematic here one of the things that is, a, is an issue is the posture that you are in now, very common to have a slouched over posture to be like putting strain in your neck focusing very intently on the screen and this can have the effect of again training your body that this is the position this is your sexual position Right, a hunched over mouse and cock right? Or swiping and jerking or whatever it is. And the problem with that is when you get in bed with a real life girl, this is not a sex posture, right? There's no room for a woman to fit into this posture in any way. I'm cramped. I'm tense, right? I'm, I'm really not allowing myself to be relaxed and fully embodied. So this in and of itself can be a big issue because then when you get in bed with a girl and you're, you know, lying down or you're on your knees uh, or you're lying down on top of her, this is a different position to be in. And because you've practiced, you know, getting hard and jerking off in this one hunched over position, your body just doesn't recognize it. It's like, this isn't sex. This is some other weird yoga thing he's doing. Uh, and I'm not gonna boner right now, but, and I'll get one when, later on when he's hunched over on the toilet. So even a simple thing such as sitting upright or getting you know like kneeling or standing or lying on your back putting yourself into positions that a woman could fit onto you or you know or you could fit into her this in and of itself can assist right so even if you are going to be using pornography use it with a type of relaxed discipline use it where you're like okay cool I will be upright I will be relaxed in my shoulders and my neck. I'll allow my breathing to be deep and regular. And so I can actually get into my physical, my physicality and be actually fully embodied whilst pleasuring myself. Another tip is related to your grip strength. Now, most guys, when they're jerking off, are jerking off with a very strong grip, right? So squeezing their cock, you know, more or less as hard as they can to intensify the sensations. This is problematic because most women's vaginas are not, nearly as strong as a man's grip. And okay, occasionally you might, if you're lucky, you might meet some tantric goddess who's trained the inside of a pussy to be able to do this, which if you ever get the chance to experience that, do. But for the most part, we're dealing with a soft, delicate organ, kind of no matter how kind of tight she is, she's still not going to be anywhere close to the the grip of your hand. So what's happening when a guy is, you know, jerking off multiple times per week with this intense grip is that he is desensitizing his own cock to subtler sensations. So this can have the effect that again you get into bed with a real life girl and maybe she's jerking you off with her much weaker female hand or she's giving you let's say a delicate blowjob which she's not like trying to suck a, an avocado through a hose she's you know giving you a more of a delicate one or you're penetrating her in a pussy and again the grip strength doesn't compare to your hand. So as a result With your cock being desensitized to the more subtler pressure it doesn't work you can't keep it up because there's not enough stimulation to keep you hard right so be aware of that that when you're jerking off notice like what is the level of strength that you are gripping with and if fairly inevitably you find that yeah it's very strong then what you can try is to go from a hundred percent grip to a fifty percent grip now you may find that when you first do that that you go soft, right? So you're pleasing yourself and you're trying to use this softer grip and you're like, "eh, nah, it's not quite the same. It doesn't have the same kick to it. Well, think of that as, again, the comparison to junk food versus fine dining, right? The junk food gives you a quick hit, right? It gives you the instant gratification. Whereas, you know, the fine dining experience is something that you would relish, that is something that has subtleties to it, that has varieties of, uh, you know, different interplaying flavors and so on so if we are if we are operating from the junk food sex version then we're trying to you know get the most intense hit as quickly as possible and it works right in the short term okay you get off but the cost benefit or the detrimental effects of this is that okay when you have sex with a woman you can't get hard or you can't really enjoy it you can't actually enjoy the subtler flavors so having again, some sexual discipline where you're like, okay, I will extend my pleasuring session from just my like 60 seconds trying to get off, uh, before I have to go back into the office or whatever it is that whatever your masturbation habits are to, okay, I'm going to allocate time throughout the week. Maybe I'm going to do this three times a week instead of six. I'm going to do it at a time when I know I'm not going to be disturbed when I have a decent amount of time, you know, 20, 30 minutes, and I'm going to take myself through an erotic experience. Right. As opposed to quickly, you know, nutting inside a tissue that I'm going to actually spend time with myself, learn more about my arousal state, about the, what stimulates my cock, not only touching my cock, but being able to caress my balls and to touch myself in sensual ways that can give me these more subtle or, you know, complex types of sensations. And in this way, you can start to retrain and resensitize yourself. If you, uh, if you have these issues and you've been, let's say, unskillfully practicing your your masturbation for months years or decades then you won't likely solve this instantly right you won't have an experience where you just go to a 50% grip and you try to extend your cultivation session for half an hour you may find that doesn't work right that you get into it a bit and then you lose your erection uh, and you kind of lost your arousal okay that's fine this is this will be a retraining process if you've repeated habits over and over and over again then they start to ingrain and the effects are ingrained and the reversal of that will take some time. So going on a you know a porn detox and adjusting your masturbation habits expect that it won't instantly be as immediately gratifying as the way that you did things previously and the temptation may be to go eh, this is kind of boring I'm just going to go back to watching having 18 tabs open with you know 18 different compilations and jerking off really quickly to to you know get my hit again because we need to recognize and really understand that you will pay the price for this and the price will be disappointing sexual experiences and disappointing sexual experiences in and of themselves can be awkward and uncomfortable and make you feel not great about yourself but they have long and far-reaching effects in your life if you can't satisfy a woman if you can't last a decent amount of time in bed, if you can't get an erection and maintain an erection for a decent amount of time, then many, many women will leave you. They will try. And they'll, you know, you might, you might have great game, great seduction skills out there, hustling, doing your thing, getting girls on dates. But all that effort and all that work can be for more or less nothing if you get home in your last two and a half minutes and then your cock goes soft. Some women will give you another chance. Some women, if they really, really like you as a person will stick around and maybe that will help to help you to, you know, figure out the issue and to get through the initial, uh, trepidation or nervousness that you might have with a new partner. But most of them will not, right? They will, they will try you, try you out and then go, he was a lousy lay, better luck next time. And I mean, who can, who can really blame them, right? If, if you got together with a girl and, you know her idea of sex was like that you put the tip of, your, of the head in and then after 10 seconds she's like oh that's enough would you want to continue a sexual relationship with that girl okay maybe if she was really inexperienced or if you you know were really really into it and she was open to learning and open to you know experiencing more depth in her in her sex life then okay you might stick around but if that was it right that was what you got out of her and that's where it was going to stay would you stick around with her i wouldn't and and why would you blame a woman for doing the same so, you know, the reality is that over in history, the last generation, when they, we had good statistics, it seemed that men would last around three minutes in the bedroom, which is nothing. Like that's not enough time for a woman to even kind of wake up, right? For her body to go, oh, there's sexual things happening. And it's like, oh, you can go back to sleep because it's over now. This generation's doing much better, twice as well, actually, right? The current stats are between five and seven minutes. So we're doubling it. And if we compound it every gen- generation, in another couple of generations, it'll be it'll be it'll be good. But we don't want to wait wait around for that. Because five to seven minutes, again, is pretty much nothing. Now it's not that you need to have a rock hard cock all like if you were having sex having an hour-long sex session, which I would say is usually about the right amount of time for most women to experience a, a wide range of different types of pleasure. And for you, like I don't want to have sex for three minutes. Why would I want to do that? If you are, if, if that's your idea of sex, like you're like, yeah, I just want to like fuck her and come quickly, then leave this channel, right? Like I, I literally cannot help you if you think that that's okay and, and, uh, that 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 is the preferential way to have sex, that it's just about you getting a woman's body, fucking it and coming. Then you're, you're always going to be a lousy lay, always. And women won't stick around. Men who come to this channel want to improve themselves, they want to get better at seduction, they want to understand women better and they want to become better in bed for selfless and selfish reasons. Selflessly, because it's uh, an amazing thing to be able to give deep pleasure to a woman, especially when that's fairly rare for her. You know, so many women's, the bulk of their sexual experiences, you know, maybe outside a longer term relationship where they figured things out, but the bulk of them are often very disappointing or awkward or painful or, or regretful. And the bar is extremely low, as I've stated from some of those stats. And so if you are a man who actually gives a shit enough to improve this, then very, very quickly you'll be able to become one of the you know, top 1% of lovers because the bottom 99% are so awful. And the selfish reason is that you get to have way more sex and you will get way more out of your female partner when a woman is activated turned on horny wet and she has a man that can really work her pussy over a length of time then she's going to be able to shift into her wild slutty self right she's going to want to open up to you do crazy positions deep throat you take it in the ass do wild fantasies and all that other amazing stuff Whereas the very same woman would get into bed with a man who is uncommunicative, who doesn't last very long and doesn't care about improving things, and he will never see this. And because he will never see this, he may even presume that it doesn't exist. And when he hears stories of women who are, you know, open and sexually liberated, he will create some story about how they are this type of girl in order to justify why he's not getting that type of experience in his life. And the final major point I want to make about pornography is the effect that it has on the chemical systems within your brain. So humans are drug addicts, right? Whether we take external drugs or whether we're using the ones in our brain, we get very stimulated by certain uh, drugs that our brains can produce. Dopamine being one of the main ones. Now you're all probably familiar with, uh, with at least the basics of the science around how social media affects your dopamine system, right? The way that when you pull down on Instagram feed, it has that little turning thing. It doesn't need that, right? They could, they could have it, that there would be an instant refresh, but because of this novelty and reward kind of cycle, the expectation of, oh, what's going to happen, what, what's going to come up on my Instagram feed, you know, pumps out this expectation drug, the drug of wanting and desiring dopamine. And then you either get the reward of like, ah, oh, there's a big booty chick on Instagram, or you get the uh, punishment, which is like, ah, eh, that's a boring meme that's not even funny, and now I now I have to know that exists, and I wasted some of my dopamine, right? So this kind of casino effect of expectation, getting fed this cheap hit of dopamine, or having the drop of it where we didn't didn't get what we wanted, which keeps us coming back for more in this addictive cycle. You know these aspects of modern life. Are having the effects of destroying people's attention spans meaning that they are constantly either fighting or giving in to the impulse to check their likes you know the their posts the way that people are interacting with them or the types of content that they're interested in and this you know is having obviously very detrimental effects on society at large and individuals same kind of thing happens with pornography right if you're if all of your sexual experience was with real live women then you would get into bed with a woman you know the dopamine expectation would be around this particular woman right I crave her I desire her I have, have this expectation and excitement and then you know I penetrate her and we're having sex and then I get that awesome release and I get the happy serotonin drugs released as well from having my my rewards fulfilled and cool that's like a healthy way of linking that that chemical cycle to your sex life and you know then 24 hours later when you see your girlfriend again it refreshes and you're still excited and you want to go and have sex with her again or you're with multiple lovers or you've slept with someone and then you go out the next day and you go and meet someone with that same hunger and desire that's related to your healthy natural sexuality. But when we have a situation where you are opening 18 tabs with 18 compilations of, uh, you know, gaping anal teen schoolgirl dwarves or whatever it is that is your current kink, then this starts to burn out your dopamine responses right so because there is this constant stimulation of novelty of new girl new scenario and usually the the most extreme part of the sex act right so most pornography these days for men doesn't include long make-out and foreplay scenes with a complex fantasy setup it's basically bright lights straight to fist going in and out of arsehole or multiple cocks going into some poor brutalized girl in South America or whatever it is. Because, you know, if you were to chart back your search history, if you go back that far and, and look at what did you first search for, maybe when you were a teenage boy, it might be big boobs, blonde or something like that. And, uh, you know, you might get to nude photos and then to solo kind of, uh, masturbation, female masturbation videos, and then into sex scenes, and then maybe into anal sex, and then into okay, what else is out there? All right, interracial, gangbangs, pissing, fetishes, gaping. All right. And now we're we're needing more and more extreme acts and more and more re- repetition or variation of, of lots and lots of different girls. Again, in order to get that cheap hit. Right. Because now, if you were to go back to what it was that you innocently first searched for as a teenage boy, it probably wouldn't do it for you. It's like, okay, some long masturbation scene of just one girl by herself. You'd be like, come on, can we get, the, can we get to the eight dudes jizzing on her face bit? Right. And so you can see that this can, you know, lead you into more and more extreme types of porn. And it can eventually, you know, lead you into really deviant stuff that you're not, that you were never really attracted to, whether it's, you know, watching those hentai trans people or like, or illegal types of pornography or really disgusting types of stuff, which is kind of the eventual endpoint for a guy that is trying to to chase the dragon, let's say, to return to getting that intense hit that he got back from normal porn back in the day. Especially with the amount of variation That is possible with high-speed internet this is really really dangerous right this is the sort of thing that really starts to fry your chemical circuits so that it has the effect that once again you get together with a normal even if she's a beautiful sexy open-minded woman who wants to please you your body and brain don't compute Mm, that's not really sex or that doesn't really do it for me it's just one woman just one set of beautiful tits and just one amazing pussy and one mouth and it's, I'm disassociated from this experience because most of my experiences is screen hand cock, not embodied at all and hunched over into this, you know, cramped and weird position with a strong grip. All of these things combined lead to failure in the bedroom and the inevitable awkwardness and shame that can come from that. And then what do most men do when they've experienced shameful or uncomfortable situations? They retreat from them. I mean, humans do that. Most humans do that for most things that make them uncomfortable and feel fear or feel shame but that's really the worst thing that you can do because then you are attaching shame, guilt, fear, awkwardness to having sex with real women and then it's very easy to just go I'll just go into my bedroom where things are safe and comfortable and I control it I can control the situation I know what I'm getting I know how to get myself off and then you become you know like committed for life to being a basement masturbator as opposed to a guy that's developing his sexual skills. So there's a few tips that you may want to consider when it comes to your porn use and your masturbation habits things that you can start to adjust in order to take your self-pleasuring time away from being training to be quick and furtive and bad in bed to being a man who has the ability to extend the amount of time uh, and the pleasure that he can get out of his sex life.